The Those Guys with Ships Show is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. Um, I I couldn't find a dress sock, so I I w- was able at the back of the closet. I found a an old gym sock. Ooh, yeah, that um, works. So we're we're trying that now. The question: What do I do with the dust bunnies that were attached? Do I leave them on or do I take them off? Well, you leave them on because then you know that if you're breathing too hard near it, you'll suck one in, and then you know you're too close. So are you gonna do a test? That, give, that's give what a I thought. Pee test. That's the key. T's and P's. Ooh, that sounds oh. good. That's nice. That's real the nice. Mics. That's real nice. <laughs> uh, clearly, well, I missed the conversation from last week because up until the mic check, I was very concerned as to what this single <laughs> sock's intent was. <laughs> like any single sock, Jimmy, there's a time in a man's life where he needs to put it on something. <laughs> and, well, and there and, goes our explicit rating for the day. What? There, there was nothing. There was nothing explicit about that. Mine's on my microphone tonight. So if I sneeze, it's the dust bunnies. Okay. <laughs> Programming note. This is, gentlemen, the last time we will be recording this year. Yay! So depending on how it goes tonight, uh, you may be hearing this episode busted out over a couple of parts. We're thinking we're going to do two parts, but we'll see how it goes. Um, What we do know, though, is that we will be back in studio again next year, sometime right around January 9th. January 9th, 2947. Yes, that's right. (coughs) We're going to party like it's 2999. (laughs) You know. Space Prince? God rest we his it. soul. God rest his Sometimes soul. Sometimes you just got to let I things go. That may be one of them. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> but, but, but who are we? <clears throat> well, guys. Actually, uh, that's a little bit further down. That's below the picture. <laughs> <sighs> guys, For once, we have... I'm not the one having to read the show notes. This is nice. We have a special guest on the show tonight, guys. Yes, Wolf Larson, come on down. You're the next contestant on the Those Guys with Ship show. Hooray. What's going on, guys? Hi. Guys, Wolf is, of course, of Imperial News Network fame and a recent addition to our gaming community. Yay. Yes. He has joined us here tonight to discuss the future of INN and, you know, just to hang out uh, like we are wont to do. As we do, when we do. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, so welcome, Wolf, and please do be introducing yourself. Right, so so I am Wolf Larson. I am uh, founder and creator of INN. Uh, also another site called Starship Crew Connector, which is not quite as popular. It was actually the first Star Citizen site I created, though. Um, and, uh, yeah. Hardcore kind of uh, shipophile. Ship addict. I'm not sure what the right term is, Jimmy. What what term do you use for that? Oh, uh, ship junkie. Ship uh, <laughs> ship junkie. Hey man, ship junkie. you got any more of those carrots? What's going on? Oh, I just need, just need an Aurora to get me through. Come on, <clears throat> front me a carrot. Come on, brother. Just hook me up with one of them in fifties <laughs> on, on spec. 
All right. Well, yes. Now, Jimmy, who are we? We are Those Guys With Ships, and this is episode number 135 of our show. This is the Those Guys With Ships show, our gaming community podcast. Today is December 19th, 2946, and of all the Star Citizen podcasts out there, we are, in fact, one of them. <laughs> That's a great, great wow. catchphrase. <laughs> That's I love fantastic. It. We know all that. Star Citizen podcasts suck. We just suck less. <laughs> yeah, yes, that might, be, and that might be a bold statement. How about we just suck like everybody else? We, we suck approximately close to the same. Yeah, everybody else is great. We're terrible. We're sorry. We're, we're sucking we at the median. Hate mail, hate mail to gleep at gleep.com. <laughs> no, 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 no. I would say we're mediocre, approaching good. We'll mm. get there eventually. One day we'll be great. You're so we're asymptotically well, approaching guys, mediocre. Guys, we're so porridge. Uh, that is true. That is true. You know, I forgot reason, about that. That's the reason I joined this uh, this uh, this organization was because you guys did the porridge joke, and I thought it was amazing. So there you go. That He's was like, that. Oh, right. that was like two years ago. Jeez. To end that so, joke right meow. He's uh, you know attracted by breakfast cereals. Mm-hmm. That's, that's good. Yes. <laughs> All right. So those of you out in podcast land, in case you hadn't noticed, this is yet another again again special edition of the Those Guys We Ship Show. Special on account of the CIG end-of-year holiday live stream, a little thing called Rogue One, and because we got company, so all you guys sit up straight and chew with your mouths closed. (laughs) All right, so um, very good. So we're going to, we are going to talk about Rogue One, but likely you're going to hear about that in the, the second half that will be published about a week from now, so... Um, we will give plenty of warning for spoilers because there will be spoilers. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. So um, let's. Um, we're going to talk about the the live stream, but first things first, we got to talk about the November. Was it November? I guess it would be December. 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 Yeah. yeah December subscriber flared. Now, Jimmy, you cannot <laughs> be unexcited for this one. I'd like it better if it wasn't gold. Are you more, hey. are you more of a platinum guy, aren't you? Uh, yeah, 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 more of a yeah. platinum guy. <laughs> well, um, I like it. It's a ship model. I mean, it's not a space plant. But why gold? And I like the space plants more. Well, wow. it's, read the part. There's special edition gold. Uh, yeah, that, uh, better than regular gold. But yes, because it's special, like uh, us, like a fool's gold. Oh, there you go, pyrite. Now, if it was just gold wrapping, and underneath was a chocolate herald. The quintessential question Is it hollow or filled? No, hollow Because you hollow. can't eat a brick of chocolate like that Are you kidding me? <laughs> Break off a tooth <laughs> I beg to differ, sir Yes Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or clearly I haven't tried hard enough Yes, <laughs> yeah no, That's right Well, this month's subscriber flare is a special edition Gold Drake Herald model This realistic ship model from well, the Tonkatsu yeah, the, the fried breaded pork cutlet starship organization. Uh, the most trusted name in ship models is the 16th in a collection of star citizens ships. Display your golden herald with pride and then collect other models to complete the display. All right, gentlemen. Well, last Friday we had a live stream. And I think it's fair to say that it had both uh, positive and negative aspects. And uh, they are aspects which I think deserve to be discussed. So with the idea in mind of keeping the overall discussion constructive, uh, let's start by discussing some positive things, then follow that up with chat about some things which might have been done a little bit better. So, and then, 
Yes. So before we get too, too into it, um, I didn't mm-hmm. watch it, but I heard it was a disaster. <laughs> it was a little rough. Mm-hmm. Right. rough. We'll, we'll get, we'll, calm down. We'll get there. We'll get there. Do um, tell. Let me get my popcorn. <laughs> um, then we are going to end it off with a discussion of Alpha 2.6 release. Yay. Happy, happy, happy. We've got another patch that just got pushed uh, this evening. So after we're done with this, we will all be downloading like demons. Um, and, uh, so, uh, and then after that, we will, uh, we will discuss, uh, um, other, oh, actually, well, no, actually that, after that, we're going to, uh, uh, Wolf is going to, uh, take the talking stick and, uh, go through all things INN. So that's, uh, that's exciting and, uh, to be looked forward to. So to, that'll uh, work to, 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 to 2.6. Um, I will only say that I'm on vacation and was up until 445 last night playing. <coughs> then you have things to say, I'm guessing. Vacation goal achieved. <laughs> nice. Also, we have a talking stick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, well, I do. It's more of a wet funyun, but it's kind of <laughs> uh, <thing>. gross. <laughs> just, just picture that in your head for a second. Uh, Pass me the talking funyun. I wish to speak. <laughs> oh. All right. So. Um, uh, anyway, yeah, I, th- I think you know one of the things that uh, we maybe ought to mention off the top is that the live stream replay has been taken down. So we'll, we'll get there um, eventually. But um, so I, unfortunately, um, uh, it's uh, it's not possible to go back and watch it again. But um, uh, we did. Um, uh, they did have uh, an event. I think it was called the RSI Cup, and it um, uh, was. Uh, uh, team USA against uh, Team Europe, and so there were folks in LA playing against uh, folks. I think were they were they playing in the anybody know were they in the UK only or were they also uh, some folks from Frankfurt? I think it was UK only. Yeah, it seemed it to be the, it seemed to be the UK office. Um, okay, yeah, okay. Um, and um, I think that it was absolutely an improvement over what we saw during the anniversary live stream. Um, in that it was played, it was not a LAN party. It, they were playing across the internet, across the ocean, and uh, they were doing ten uh, v ten matches, which um, I thought ran with um, very little um, uh, or no lagging. I, I didn't see a whole lot of. Once they got got the thing going, it seemed to run pretty smooth. The, the, the parts that I was able to see, because I was. I was at work at the time, so uh, I did have to occasionally, like, you know, do other things. Um, uh, we got to see the new item drop mechanic, which is interesting. Well, let's talk about that when we get to 2.6, because I haven't noticed it in 2.6, so I'm wondering maybe if that's not included yet. Um, but uh, what did you guys, any of you guys get to see any of the RSI Cup? And um, if so, what did you think about it? Oh, uh, I did. Oh, Wolf, okay. go? why don't you go, Wolf? Go for it. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, I, I did watch the entire live stream. Um, I was impressed or sort of happy to see that they were able to, <coughs> that they were able to, um, to do it without the land. That was, uh, mm-hmm. sort of a technological in, uh, advancement. Um, at the same time, I think, you know, that was another one of the things that it felt a li- like a little bit of a letdown because it's, you know, it's what they did for the anniversary sale, which was just a few weeks ago mm-hmm. in terms of a tech demo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but as but it was a you know it was a marginal improvement I thought I thought or an iterative improvement you know because I, I I think you know doing it because doing it on a LAN they don't have to worry about the netcode so much right? right I mean they're not reliant upon the netcode so much so doing it across uh, uh, the internet I think uh, I, I don't know I, it just occurred to me like a, a significant improvement but um, but true I mean I think visually 
um, it was very similar, um, and it was and it was you know because at the anniversary that was the first time we saw um, uh, Star Marine right them playing Star Marine so right. that that was you know that was way bright and shiny at that right. time so. Um, there was not a whole lot of bright and shiny, uh, additional bright and shiny. There just it seemed to work better or so th- worked well. This is going to be a theme that we're going to talk about a few times this evening. But I think, you know, there's there's this division that's growing in the, in the community. And in, in one half of the community, you've got these guys like us that have backed and have been involved for a long time, and we're sort of salivating for new. We want to see new content, you know. Um, and then there's the other side. We'll talk more about them later, but. I think that there is, you know, a lot of folks who were really disappointed that we didn't see Squadron 42, that we didn't see um, 3.0, right? And some of the stuff that we've seen already. Yeah, yeah. Um, we also got uh, some uh, emergent gameplay, uh, which w- this was our first look at the Caterpillar um, being flown in uh, the PTU, um, and I thought was uh, was really um, really excellent uh, so uh, that there is a video of that um, available uh, to uh, to watch you just go to uh, the star citizen channel on YouTube and that is um, available it's uh, called alpha 2.6 emergent gameplay um, and I thought that Crusader looks better uh, looked better um, and uh, the emergent uh, gameplay uh, featured a lot of different ships uh, including uh, that sweet sweet flyable caterpillar so um, I thought that that was, um, and that was, um, uh, uh, oh gosh, why am I blanking on his name? Disco and Jared, or not, no, not Disco is Jared. Uh, right. Tyler. Yeah, Tyler. Uh, Tyler. Uh, yeah, yeah. So they, um, they uh, Disco had his Caterpillar and, and Tyler and his, uh, his uh, group of, uh, of guys went and uh, uh, boarded uh, Disco's Caterpillar. And I thought, you know, I thought it was it was new. I mean, it was it was a little bit new, um, a little bit different, and I thought it came off pretty well. And they found a, a whole uh, hangar or, or module full of Big Benny's uh, dispensers. So <laughs> Which was that's excellent. a win, right? Yeah, one that, thing I think that was really nice about that is that uh, it, I think they tried to do this but with the last live stream, too, and I think I mentioned it as well, is that uh, what they seem to be trying to do is saying, hey, look, this is fun. Let's show you guys having fun doing this, you know, in an interesting mm-hmm. way. Here's a bunch of guys getting together, you know, all on on voice comms, having a blast, doing doing stupid stuff, you know, whatever. And it's just, it, it, I think, it gives you the idea that hey, look, this is a fun game. Even now, there's stuff to do. There are things to do. Well, I think that's I think that's a good point too to the bigger picture is that everyone gets so wrapped up in the tech, everybody gets so wrapped up in the development cycle. I think that sometimes you lose sight of the fact that you know there there's more fun coming in 2.6 that that really brings the game to a whole nother level right mm-hmm. i agree mm-hmm. and and that was one of the huge bright spots for me is is seeing the caterpillar and i've had a chance to go into the ptu and that ship is absolutely astonishing and i'm not oh. just saying like from the sort of ship junkie perspective but when you go and you look at the details in there it really yeah it mm. just it brings it crystallizes this idea or this notion of how much effort they're putting into bringing Star Citizen to a whole new level, to bringing it past all the other games that are out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we uh, we also had a concept sale, the Misk Razor. Um, we, uh, there is a video available for that ship, uh, Misk Razor Ship Shape, um, and uh, it's sleek, sexy. It's a concept racer. Very um, clearly a indie car. It's design. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
And um, I, you know, it didn't. The sale, this sale, did not feel cash grabby to me. How did it feel to you guys? So I don't think it did to an extent. Uh, Yeah, a little bit. I think it also helped when uh, Ben got on there. I can't remember if it was during or a little bit afterward where he was kind of trying to fill some time while they were trying to, while they were getting people uh, hooked up from one of the network, which he did quite frequently. Um, poor Ben. God, they put him on the spot, and you can just tell him he freezes up. He's like, oh, God. Uh, uh, how much longer? I feel like they should learn that he's, he's not, that's not his strong suit. Yeah, I mean, poor guy. But, you know, he, the, camera. the cool thing is, is that he's so, you know, because I, I, my understanding is I believe, I mean, he's always been, or he has been for quite some time, the kind of the lead ship person. Uh, you know, I know he's kind of in charge of, of, of the ships. Director of ships, I yeah, think. Yeah, whatever it is, yeah. yeah. So I think it was really interesting hearing him say that, you know, they've got a whole bunch of ships that they've had, they've been working on all year last year. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're just now getting to the point where they can start showing off, you know, showing them off and then you'll get these things in. And this is something he's just had in the back, you know, they've just had that they were going to do anyway. You know, people get the idea mm-hmm. that, oh, this is a cash grab. Well, no, they got it done. They showed it off. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. it's something that's, you know, it's, it's a niche ship. It's not for everybody. They're not expecting mm-hmm. a huge... I would imagine they're not expecting a huge number of people jumping on this one, but it probably didn't take them as long to make either. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, no, they, well, they had the, the, like the style it. sheets all done, then, you know, it's not going to... You know, they're able to implement new ideas faster with the pipeline. Sure. So, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine anybody at CIG going, what, we need money? Make a ship. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's right. Just, it's just doesn't happen. Yeah. So, Ace, you were going to say something? Um, Not Wolf. No, it was Ace. Uh, if Wolf has something to say, by all means, go ahead. No, you first, sir. Oh, my. So oh, we're so polite. It is, it is a set of we're breath of fresh straight. air. Um, I, it did feel a little bit un, like unexpected. Um, I guess really? it, 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 when I think about it in hindsight, <laughs> it sort of makes sense that it seems odd that Origin would have the corner market on all the racing ships. Because if you yeah. think about it, that's the only company that has made racing vessels so far, mm-hmm. and uh, and you don't see that in the real world. I mean, there's Ford, there's there's Ferrari, there's McLaren. You know. yeah. We have a bunch of companies that make race cars, even if they're part of the same class and design. You still have a bunch of companies that make them. Right. Uh, so it was a little unusual, but in the, in the greater sense of the lore, it made sense that, that of course you would have other ship companies making them. But I thought that we only had the Mustang variants and Origin, and they were the only two ship builders who, who were specifically designing ships for racing. Right. Well, I, I think to the cash grabby point, I mean, it's they, you know, development is ongoing, and they need to continue to have they need to have revenue continue to coming in too. So, um, you know, selling new ships. You know, I mean, the, I think that there is a, a portion of the community would that would prefer that CIG stop releasing new ships. I can see that. I I, I imagine that there may eventually, we may eventually see a fatigue in this sort of thing, where it's like, uh, it's a new concept ship, and people, for the most part, have solidified their hangers, (laughs) notwithstanding, and will, you know, like me, I've got all the combat ships at this point that I want, uh, Mm -hmm. But even I have exceptions. I'm waiting for the hoplite to show right, up. Right, but that's that's not really the point. The point is is that people say stop releasing ships, not because they're not interested in buying them, but because they don't want anybody else to buy them either. They want they they believe that the these ship conceptors somehow, if they're not concepting new ships, that they're going to go over and be writing netcode. Right, right. Well, and, well, and that's just I, not the way it works. I right. think there there is also some sense of rareness that if. 
everybody is buying new ships and there are always newer, better things coming out, then this thing that I bought X so long ago uh, loses some of its uh, luster as unique or rare, which, again, in the grand scheme of things you think about it logically, makes sense. You don't want yours to be the only unique thing. You want the galaxy to be populated. Well, that's, right. yeah, that's 10,000 people with all the unique ships, then that isn't nearly as fun as, you know, a bunch of people out there. Well, that was, yeah, that was the point that I was going to make was that, you know, the, that I think Chris has said even very early on that he wants the verse <laughs> to be diverse right. with, different, with different ships, you know what I mean? So I, I don't I don't see why that's a problem. If, if the model for funding is people uh, backing ships and the goal is to have a, a diverse verse full of all sorts of different ships, then I, I'm of the opinion that people just need to get over that. It's like, you know, yeah. I, I, I'm the only one that should have a Mini Cooper and if anybody else has a Mini Cooper, I'm going to be really upset about it. Well... I see about 30 Mini Coopers a day when I drive to and from work. Yeah. I kind of mm-hmm. got to get over that, you know, and, and I, I kind of feel the same way about Star Citizen. You should see every kind of different ship flying mm-hmm. around in the verse. To, to, there shouldn't be, you know, there should be 10 starter ships and, and a whole host of ships from, you know, really huge multi-crew ships all the way down to single-player ships. Everything across the spectrum. and Everyone should have access to them, either see earned that- in-game or backed. And we see that already in stuff like Star Wars. I mean, when when in oh, let's Epi- not go there yet. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I meant like but stuff yeah. like in the in the prequels when they go to Coruscant. <laughs> it's not all one ship flying around. There's multitudes, and that's really right. visually interesting to see. Coruscant's not like the East Berlin of the Star Citizen Star Wars <laughs> They're all flying the same beater. <laughs> right. yeah. No, I think it, uh, the the idea that it's a cash grab is is off base. I mean, the reality is that there are some people, myself included, who love buying ships, uh, and there are some people who who don't want to continue to do that, and that's fine. But the notion that, you know, that there's this fear, I think, or this, like, sort of rumor that's, you know, has gotten started in some of the darker corners of of the space sim, you know, online sphere, that that's that star citizen is or that cig is close to failure and this is just absolutely crazy right this rumor yeah. it, it just needs to die for crying out loud i mean if even if in the you know in some weird universe they were running out of money which there's no indication that they are they could walk into any game publisher in the world tomorrow and get a deal signed to finish oh, yeah. this game because they already have 1.5 million people that have signed up to play it and they have right. 750 or 850,000 people who have paid into it there is no way this game doesn't get made right it's going to get made there's right. a question about like you know well how to what level of detail do we go to like that you know we'll leave that out on reddit or something but or, or yeah, how, yeah. how long until the, the game proper is finally released. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, this is a 10-year project. When you look at the way they're hiring and stuff, and that, and also, Gleep, you made a really good point, and that's, it Thank is you. so true that if the people that are designing concept ships are not engineers. You can't move them over and have them work on Star Marine or, or Netcode. Or, or they, they're, they're designers, and they're 3D modeling people, and then mm-hmm. finally, when it gets way down the pipeline, there's somebody that you know makes it into a game asset. But that person's mm-hmm. not a netcode engineer, and they're not an yeah. artist either. No, interestingly, like, they're all these are all segmented jobs that have different skills and different abilities. And we had this discussion last time about the whole 
nine women can't make a baby in one month. They're not the division of labor doesn't right, doesn't right, pan out. Right, right. Okay, so I think we're in agreement that the the misc razor ship shape and the concept offering were not out of line, and I'm going to call it a positive because it is making um, our universe, our persistent universe, um, richer in uh, diversity. Yeah, absolutely. All Agreed. right. Okay, another positive thing. Vandal, we got a Vandal Ships ship shape episode also, and uh, that is also available on YouTube. And it was a discussion of the Vandal Ships pipeline and a really nice first peek at the Vandal Driller. <laughs> yeah, I, oh I found this God. by accident just trolling the uh, Twitter hashtag. I was scrolling through the, the hashtag, or the, yeah, the Star Citizen hashtag. <laughs> And um, I was like, "Oh, what's this?" And I watched it. And I was just like, "Ha ah, ah. I had no <laughs> idea. I had I didn't, knew nothing about it, so I was totally caught off guard. Right? Yeah, that's what I was. That you, was that was something pretty. It was. Yeah. And, and keep really in mind, was. guys, this thing was I believe it's six times the size of a, of a no, this three times the size of a, of a bangle. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, I think it's six hundred and something a, meters. Bangles like two hundred and something. And then Did anyone else get a uh, Leviathan from StarCraft feel? Like, very clearly alien and bulbous and, and like, uh, sort of quasi-alive, like, with all the, the spikes in the rib cages on this thing? Well, the cool thing is, is they took the uh, the bioluminescent... I mean, I, I, are, are we talking... I don't think we're actually talking about that, as I recall. I didn't see it in there. Um, about the uh, the Vanduul, uh, they had a, an interesting thing about the Vanduul and how they communicate and uh, kind of what their bodies look like when they talked about the armors and whatnot. Um, right, right. That was cool. Yeah, that was excellent. The, the cool thing to walk away from that one was a they had kind of a um, an embedded armor idea, kind of embedded in their skins and whatnot, um, mm-hmm. because they don't you know feel pain the same way. However, they didn't want to do that. <clears throat> but the right. interesting thing was too is they also are bioluminescent and they use that to communicate. So, in a kind of a departure from the usual ship types of things, usually you don't see ships that look like the creatures that they fly or they they that inhabit them, I guess you want to call mm-hmm. that. But I think mm-hmm. it's very interesting that for the Vanduul, you actually have a situation where they kind of do. Uh, <coughs> yeah, the armor has a very organic feel to it, but still <coughs> metally. Well, it, it, like, yeah, it was cool about the armor. Um, they said that um, you know, uh, Vanduul cadets or Vanduul uh, low-ranking. Uh, uh, fighters uh, wear more armor. It's considered uh, you have to, you know, prove your worth, and then as you prove your worth and you uh, uh, earn um, uh, respect and honor in battle, then you are allowed to remove armor. So, you know, the lesson being that if you come upon a naked vandal, you run. Yes, <laughs> I mean you would anyway. Let's be honest. You know. Yeah, I don't oh want yes. No, not me. Uh, well, except for Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he, he lives near Venice Beach, so... Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but I thought it was interesting the way the, the ships also illuminate. So I'm, I'm interested to see if they, if they are actually saying something as they're doing it, or if it's just, you know, just something pretty. Like um, like, like a sort of Isaac Asimov, like, communicating with colors. Yeah, they, exactly. They talk to each other with, with uh, color bands. Yeah, so, you know, if they do something like that, that'd be, that would be pretty interesting. I don't know whether they do or not, who knows. But, yeah, food for thought. What about the audio in that video, though? Ooh. Oh, it was so ominous and cool. Yeah, they they are really stepping it up with the audio in here. I'll be honest. I was uh, uh, it, it actually doesn't do it justice listening on my headphones. I put it on my speakers uh, on my computer earlier today and just ran around the PU just for a few minutes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, since this this last patch, they allowed to do it, uh, and it was uh, I don't know what 
uh, symphonic. I don't even know what word mm-hmm. to use for it. There you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was fantastic. It was the, it was very, very deep and rich. They've really, really well, worked hard on this. It's very, very We've wonderful. seen Pedro's studio that he's doing this in. I mean, and it's like this enormous, you know, acoustically correct, state-of-the-art thing, you know, and, and he's, you know, it's just, it's amazing the amount of, you know, they just didn't, you know, hire one of the, the programmer's, you know, cousin who has GarageBand on his laptop to put this together. You know, I mean, it's it's really it's really amazing. The um, the most recent um, additions with the, um, the the callback to like the uh, '80s um, horror sci-fi synth, yes, kind of like Stranger Things. Yes, Has anybody seen Stranger Things? Oh, very hasn't? much like Chris. Like Chris saw Stranger Things and was like, I want music like that. Mm-hmm. Which I'm totally mm-hmm. cool with because it like um, immediately last night um, I, I felt it, very Blade Runner, very The Thing, uh, very Stranger Things. It, like and there's there's a certain vibe that that captures, and I was like, oh, 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 oh. it is. They use a lot of really on. deep, warm tones with that. It just really makes it. Uh-huh. Uh, it makes it. I, I highly recommend if anyone hasn't done it, get yourself have some decent speakers. You know, crank the bass up on that thing and just. Go out and explore a little bit. Mm. Oh, it's, yeah. it's worth every every Base. second. It reminds me a little <laughs> bit of Mass Effect to some degree, like the the Reaper themes, like dark, ominous, unsettling, synthy. Yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, anyway. I th- I think so. Anyway, you know, uh, greater point is that there was a lot of positive stuff that I thought that came out of the live stream. <laughs> Um, you know, I think, and uh, several videos are available uh, to view. And, and if you haven't seen the uh, Driller Capital Ship reveal in 4K, pause the show, go watch it, come back. You we'll will agree. Yeah. I think there's one more thing you should definitely, definitely take the time to go look at, and that's the Steve Bender as a yoga drill instructor sketch. What? Unfortunately, not available. That was oh, part really? of, that was part of like the live stream, that. wasn't it? That was part of the live stream, yeah. I have a feeling if you look deep enough or into the Reddits, I know it's oh. it's difficult in there. It's bound to be bad. Gotcha. How about gotcha. the, uh, you know, okay. one thing you did miss, Gleep, was the, the uh, was it Tony Zurevic? No, no. Was it Tony? Yes. There, yes. there, there, was, there, was, uh, there was chat with Tony um, and some questions from the community, but... You know, I, I didn't bring that up because I didn't take notes on it uh, at the time, and um, I just you know thought because people can't go um, watch it themselves. Oh no, I actually right. found that after the fact, so it is out there um, because I actually missed in video. Yeah, yeah I actually it's missed that there. part. I was uh, busy. Uh, apparently, I had to apparently I had to sell stuff to people instead of watch the. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I was driving my car watching most of the stream, just so you guys know. Totally <laughs> safe. Totally safe. Anyway, no, yeah. but just, okay, if you didn't take any notes, just really quick, down and dirty. Yes, yes, um, yes, please. He talked a lot about the subsumption and how that worked, mm-hmm. how their AI works. And uh, he and Chris kind of went back and forth about how, um, how how deep they're going with that, how they're using those systems to uh, uh, develop missions and to uh, kind of keep the universe alive. <laughs> Uh, they're talking about you know that really being in place. The first iteration of that being in place in 3.0, and they're um, uh, they kind of hit on how the key to walk away from this is that this will be like the baby version of it. It's going to be stripped mm-hmm. down. Going to have some stuff. Not everything they had was ready for release. They haven't they haven't completed all of the kind of the sub I don't know sub programs necessary to run this big massive thing so they kind of had to get things figured out as they're figuring them out they're releasing them and um but the key is 3.0 is gonna be where we actually see that or the first iteration mm-hmm. of it 
uh, with the subsumption mission generation things like that running and then after that we're going to see increasingly complex um, additions onto that until you kind of have this end product that is uh, you know the fully blown uh, universe using that massive back end server that they're using to control a bunch of stuff in so yeah yeah. yeah, but very, very, very interesting. If if you can find it, I highly recommend you watch it. It's about twenty five minutes long, and it's just well, it's Tony Zervik, so you basically just lose yourself <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the awesome of his technical expertise. So, twenty five minutes, he answers half a question. Yeah, I think they got three done, I believe. Three, Whoa, yeah, which was pretty good, really, when you think about it. Pretty yeah. Okay, well, um, that's not on on the Star Citizen channel, so um, uh, folks, if you're interested, uh, you're going to have to search that one out for yourself. Um, so let's get to some of the stuff that might have been done a little bit differently. Um, I think the timing of the weekly report um, and the missing vertical slice uh, have uh, been kind of controversial. Um, so now the weekly report landed in my inbox right as the live stream was about to start. Yeah, and, the, uh, the monthly report. Monthly no, this report. no, no, this was the no, it's yeah, no, weekly. This was a weekly. It's a weekly report. Yeah, the monthly landed later on in the in the stream. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, this and this came by email. I have not seen this on the CIG website, so I don't know. Um, but anyway, um, the uh, here's uh, the I think the uh, the relative uh, or the relevant uh, paragraph, uh, and this was written by Chris, uh, or he signed his name at the bottom. He said, in, atis- "In anticipation of today's live stream, I did want to address one thing that I have been seeing speculation on in the forums: whether or not today's live stream will feature the Squadron Forty Two vertical slice." After we made the decision before CitizenCon that the Squadron 42 vertical slice wasn't ready to be shown publicly, we spent some time on reviewing how far off we were and what we wanted to achieve in order to be comfortable showing a full chapter of Squadron 42 gameplay. After all the effort we expended for CitizenCon, we didn't want to spend additional developer time polishing intermediate solutions if it wasn't going towards the final product. A slick demo isn't that helpful if it pushes back the finished game. So we decided that the priority should be completing full systems over getting the vertical slice into a showable state. Uh, now, I totally agree with all of that. I don't agree, disagree at all with anything. Okay. What I do disagree about was the timing of this information's delivery. So this, this tells me, the way this reads, it tells me that, this, that the decision to shelve the vertical slice, and that's what it sounds like, that they've shelved the vertical slice, was made some time ago. And there were lots of people that believed that there was a real chance we were going to see it during Friday's event. Um, and, and I'm not aware of any information having come from CIG which would have... Uh, disabused citizens of, of that notion. So I, I believe that the information should have been clearly disseminated at the time or very shortly after the decision was reached. Uh, I talked to a couple of guys in chat last night at the meetup, and um, uh, they were not, you know, they, they were in a place where it's like, you know, yeah, um, it would have been really cool if they would have done it, but I wasn't expecting it just because they've failed to deliver it uh, two times in a row now. We saw nothing at the at the um, uh, uh, anniversary stream, and we saw, and we saw, you know, nothing now. So, uh, you know, and it wasn't like a, a sort of thing like, well, that I expected them to tell me um, that, or it was that I didn't expect to see it, and I also had no expectation that they would let me know that I wouldn't be seeing it. So, which I thought, you know, is is an unfortunate place for them to be in right now. Um, uh, I think that you know, it it kind of it it. It's not, it's not a credibility. Well, it can turn into a credibility issue, but I think it's a communication issue, and I think it's, it's managing because open development environment, environment 
you got to manage the open and you got to manage the development. I think they manage the op- the uh, development great. I have no issues with anything. I've never had any issues with the way that they are managing the development. I think that you know that that's great. Um, but the open part of it, I mean, I think that there's there is some um, some room for improvement there. I think that we have a solution in place now. We'll discuss it a little bit in a second. But uh, you know, you guys, what do you think about about uh, um, uh, this uh, particular bit of information, how it was delivered, and that we didn't get the vertical slice um, um, that we were expecting? May I? Uh, well, as I say, if 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 you don't mind, because I haven't um, I haven't seen the live stream. I read the um, the email. Mm-hmm. And I went, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And I just moved on with the rest of my day. Now, I understand that, that there's a lot of people that feel very, very differently about it. Mm-hmm. But I think the long and the short is that this, again, goes back to the fact that this is this is development. These things that you know that we're expecting to have, that, that we want, we, sh- we have to stop expecting them. They, they'll, if you back the game, if you support the game, if you play the game, if you see what's out there, you see that they're working on it, you just mm-hmm. have to be patient. And I think that the biggest problem is that people don't have the patience to wait two, three, four, five years. And as that time goes on, the expectation becomes higher and higher. And CIG to date has continued to provide content, 2.6 yeah. case in point. Yeah. But things are going to be delayed. Things are not going to happen when yep. we expect them to happen. That's just the way it is. All right. this, yeah. t- this time it's different. It's different this time because we were told, Chris said on Gamers Nexus on one of his shows, that they were going to show this to us at CitizenCon. It didn't happen at CitizenCon. They explained why, they, and they gave us you know, the, the, the follow-up video a couple days later, which was great. They dropped it right there. They didn't say we're not going to show this to you. They didn't. They didn't say what he says in this letter. What they said is this is why we didn't have it done in time. We're we need to do more work. And so everyone, I mean, there was no. So I think it's a reasonable assumption at that point to say, okay, well, we have two more live events this year. You know, they need they need a couple more days to put it together. Certainly, it'll be done by then. First first rule of Star Citizen Club: Don't believe Chris's release dates. <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know. But I, I think I think that this this definitely um, could have been managed a lot better. I, I don't disagree. I mean, I'm I'm giving a little bit of a hard time, and to be honest, I'm uh, very comfortable in, in the whole process with this game. I, I'm not like dying for any anything in particular. I know it's all going to come when it when it's ready. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm busting your chops, but I, I understand that they, they probably should have clarified that sooner than the day of the live stream. Right. Right. I mean, okay. if you think of you stop and think about it for a minute, right? We, we have a lot of information about star citizen where we're always, they're always telling us the status of the PU and, and, and arena commander and star Marine and, you know, or at least lately. Right. But we, we actually don't have a lot of information about squadron 42 and what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Well, most we have, it comes from leaks generally right. speaking. And yeah. I always thought that was somewhat intentional, right? Because squadron 42 is going to be a game that appeals to a much wider audience. Mm-hmm. And we and we and it's it's got a story too. I mean, it's it's a it's a you know, and so they don't want to spoil the right. story, you know, which I, which I I totally get, you know, and and that's why I thought you know the vertical slice they were, they had figured out a way to show us something that wasn't going to spoil the story, but yet was going to give us uh, some flavor for it. It's gone now. It's not, we're not getting it, and I'm I'm okay with that. I'm just not okay with how it is. I got to this point. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think you know this term "vertical slice" too. I'm not sure. I, I don't know if Chris Roberts used that term, but we um, I've talked about this with folks before. I mean, 
that came uh, it's another phrase that came from you know one of the darker corners of uh of the star citizen universe if you will mm. and it's actually not a very accurate phrase to use in connection with a video game mm. um there is in in a game like this there isn't it, it doesn't make sense to like pick a silo of functionality and say we're going to develop this first right mm -hmm. and get that out it doesn't work that way right you have to all these things are interconnected and interdependent and so um if you focused everybody on creating uh i mean it it, it all of the features and functionality have to exist and then you start working on the content right mm -hmm. and so the features and functionality aren't done yet so mm -hmm. It, it, yeah, it's it's fair to say that at some point that when all the features and functionality are ready, they could show us some small piece of the content in that context, and that might be you could quote unquote call it a vertical slice, but um, but we're not there yet. Yeah, I, yeah, I get you, I get you. What, yep. I think that's I, what he was trying to do anyway. I think that's what he was trying. That's what he was saying. Say, hey, look, we got everything else done. I, here, here's a thought for you. Just to throw, th to throw a, a wrench in things, maybe he decided to change how things worked. You know, Chris. All right. You know, added right. another thing. Have, there you go. That's all I'm saying. I have, I have quietly listened to all of you. May I put in my thoughts? No. I mean, nope. yes. Oh wow. <laughs> I did not expect such stiff resistance. Um, That's what Chris said. Well, <laughs> oh my. Uh, Sorry. More, you, you more can't for the throw those in front of me like that. Uh, so, I, I guess I'll, I'll, to some degree, I feel like I may be a bit of the dissenting voice in this scenario because I originally pledged primarily for Squadron 42. That is the mm -hmm. thing that interests me the most. It's why partly I'm the Squadron Commander. It's all of my ships are combat based. I love, you know, first person, you know, narrative campaigns. It's why Mass Effect is probably my biggest video gaming franchise at this point, even more than Halo is because I've emphasis on story is a big thing for me mm -hmm. um so it's the thing that i was looking forward to and i think it's interesting to point out that when N inn speaking of uh <laughs> interviewed people at citizen con and they were like so what are the thing you guys are most interested in the first words out of my mouth were i'm looking forward to the stuff for squad 42 mm -hmm. i can't wait to see what they've got mm -hmm. yeah. uh and and i do feel like to some degree uh whether the assumption is logical or not it it does make it did make an emotional sort of sense that when uh, they showed that video uh, post Citizen Con that I think a lot of people took pretty positively that said like here is what we were gonna do for Citizen Con we were up to the last minute we didn't know if we could make it we decided we decided to drop this and do this do the the uh, homestead demo instead. Mm -hmm. uh, and 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 you did sort of get the opinion from that presentation that. Well, it's not complete, but we were closer than not, and uh, and uh, you know we'll we'll work on it, and in, and and you are right, and, and you know uh, directly they did not say anything about that they would see this later, but the implication was certainly there, yeah, uh, and they did not. I think Leap, you have a good point that they did not do anything to disabuse that implication in people's minds. Mm -hmm. uh, if um, I do feel like what you say is the truth. That in it, to some degree, the they <laughs> they they do have um, a communication issue that could develop into a larger trust issue. That right. they right. have they have I feel like have 
a pendulum that they go back and forth on about how much they're willing to share. And I mm-hmm. feel like they've nailed that for the PU to some degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like ATV is always firing on all cylinders with new stuff, new content that is that is PU often related. Uh, new information about uh, uh, concepts or designs or features that are being fleshed out. But I do feel like, especially considering that for a long time, the website... Uh, for Star Citizen listed the release date for Squadron 42 as 2016, and you are right, first rule of Star Citizen is don't believe Chris Roberts' <laughs> dates, but the yeah. public doesn't know that. Right. Uh, yeah, and but could, could it also be safe to say that they don't know that either? I mean, you know, that, that to some extent they are flying by the seat of their pants, like this yeah. is when we want to do Squadron 42. Oh, crap, that's not going to work. Okay, well, we want to do this for CitizenCon. Oh, crap, that's not going to work. Hey, you know what? Listen, I don't think this is even going to work for the live stream. Let's just scrap it and keep moving forward. I um, would wholeheartedly I think, agree, you know, but I feel like they should have put that out, like, after Citizen Con or bef- like a couple of weeks before the live stream, not as as you mentioned in an email that you received just as the live stream was starting. Yeah, I get that. I, I, if I this do get email that. had come out had come out you know weeks ago, I mean, absolutely. I mean, there's more in the email, yeah. and I I, um, I apologize. I, it's, I don't understand why it's not public, but um, uh, it all makes sense. Everything he says makes sense. He talks about. Um, uh, you know, running essentially running two teams, one trying to get uh, the vertical slice ready, one trying to get the homestead demo ready, um, and how it just, you know, they were swapping people back and forth, trying to squash bugs as they were developing in, in both of them. So it just, it, it turned into too much all at once. And so they need, it sounds like they've learned from it. They're going to simplify, and, and that's great. Um, but, you know, I think part of this, too, is is managing community expectations, you know, to a reasonable extent. But anyway, so what this has all forced me to do, it's not forced me, it's compelled me um, uh, to do a little bit of a reassessment. And um, what I, I believe is that, or what it, uh, no, because in the newsletter, too, it, it made it clear that the schedule report put into place to keep us informed about 2.6 development progress is here to stay, at least for now. Um, and um, it, he's going, they're going to use it to... Um, uh, give us progress on 3.0 and on Squadron 42. So it appears to me now that this is this should be for us, um, you know, for for those of us that you know want to, you know, want to have something to rely on, uh, the only source for information we should be considering relative to any of our when questions. So you have an aim right. date on there um, that you can go to every Friday when they update it um, and see how it is. Oh, is it did it get pushed out? Oh, it's not pushed out. So maybe we're still on track for that. Um, if it's not on the schedule, then there's just no idea. I mean, it's you might as well just say sometime in the future. Um, but uh, you know, so no no hard release dates, aim dates, and I think that this is the the best tool available to them right now to manage the ocean, the open portion of uh, the open development process. Um, so, um, what do you guys uh, do, do? You guys do you guys look at the uh, schedule report? I do. Occasionally, I, I, uh, when it shows up on Reddit, I look at it. Mm-hmm. And actually, there's a tool that uh, someone posts on Reddit relatively frequently that pulls up any changes between the last, the last one and the one that's currently out. Yeah, mm-hmm. the change log yeah. differential. So you can actually just look oh, and see nice. what, what parts changed, and then oh, that's that's, that's very handy. Yeah, it's very nice. So I, I tend yeah. to just, I mean, you know, I've read it all before, so I tend to just skim through, see if there's anything that's changed, note the changes. Kind of try to take away something from it and then move on with my day. But yeah, it's very yeah, nice. They highlight they directly like like in color highlight the portions so you can even at a glance see when yeah. there are big changes. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's a very handy uh, tool to have. I used to use that in, in my in my previous job. Very handy. Um, okay, well, guys, we're starting to uh, run a little bit long, so let's just, let's just go through a, a couple of these other things here because we need to get to Wolf. Can I um, uh, can I just very quickly close by saying that um, I will take a vertical slice and two bottles and James wine coolers, please. <laughs> <laughs> wow, a vertical slice of what cake? <laughs> exactly. You drink you drink wine coolers with cake. If you're going to drink a wine cooler, you might as well have a cake. Honestly, if you're drinking wine coolers, you've got to class that up somehow. Yeah, all bets are off. Is there any situation for drinking wine coolers besides being two old dudes sitting on somebody's front porch in the country? Now, I remember that. I remember that, sir. Or your We thank you for your support. All right. So, presentation quality, it was poor. Wow. Really, what I've heard. Worse than usual. Cringeworthy. Uh, it, <laughs> cringeworthy is a good one. I think, you know, I made this point that it's, I feel like it's great that they're not spending a ton of money on uh, on production because in here in Hollywood, you could easily just drop a stupid amount of cash on a live production crew to come in and make this thing look as polished as, you know, Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, and so that's, that's good. But on the other hand, I feel like they do things to really make lives more difficult for themselves. For example, you know, multi-camera, multi-set shoot, like, forget all that. Just have, you know, two or three cameras, one set, and mm-hmm. and use, and between every single live segment, have um, a pre-baked um, vignette as an interstitial so that people have time to get themselves set and there's no wonkiness and craziness Mm -hmm. it's just like it at some point you have to sit back and ask yourself like what are we here to do produce live television or produce a video game right and then focus on what your core business is right and we want them to do the former um yeah yeah we want we want no no which one did you say first? We want the them ladder? to develop the video game. Yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> right. we, we don't. I mean, you know, the, the we've. I think we've come to the uh, an agreement that throwing Ben into uh, into awkward silences is just not a good idea. Yeah, no. he, Poor he's, guy. yeah. He has a hard time off script. Yeah. <laughs> but on the other hand, Tyler and and uh, Jared are really comfortable in that yes. situation. Yeah. So. those guys do really exactly. really good. Put them in, put them in the hot seat when you need something to fill space. Move on to your other things. Not a big deal. Yeah. yeah. You know. But I think that they're not even they they're not even organized enough to be able to to cut away to those guys on that short of a notice. Well, they've had they've had more successful live streams in the past. This could have yep. just been a perfect storm of you know when things completely fall apart. I mean, I remember early on uh, as a musician, you know, when I was first playing out and first doing shows. Um, you know, you, you panic would set in when someone kind of fell off the rails and you had to kind of learn to get back on the tracks. And sometimes you would train wreck, you know, and it just happens. And I feel like for whatever reason, this was a perfect storm. Everything went south and the and the talent had a hard time recovering from that. I mean, I agree and I disagree. This one definitely was a perfect storm, and it was it was a train wreck for sure. But I mean, the anniversary sale also had a lot of what I would consider director mistakes. I mean, whoever's mm-hmm. yeah. whoever's sitting that, at the switching panel is well, not yes, please an I mean, expert. We, and I mean, that goes back as far as to Red One. That right. that, that whole mm-hmm. thing. It's a consistent we, problem. 
Yeah, this has followed us ever but since the first presentation. It used to be fun. We, we used to make jokes about it. But <laughs> it used yeah. to be fun. Now but it be, just makes us angry. Right, but be, but because I mean, and and I I I believe that if they had if they had delivered the vertical slice, um, and if they had um, if the um, uh, the ten v ten uh, if Team USA versus Team Euro had actually been competitive, uh, <laughs> that it actually you know that. People wouldn't have cared about the production stuff. They would have said, "Whoa, this is worse than normal." But hey, man, how about the, how about the Squadron Forty Two? That was awesome. Well, I mean, the, you know, the thing it it gets back to something I think Ace said earlier about this sort of potential for a growing trust issue, and I know we're going to talk a lot about that in the others in the later in the segment. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I had uh, roles where I was responsible for um, creating really large enterprise client facing software and. Mm-hmm. When you start making mistakes, we used to say it all the time, up, the microscope's out, and now the client's paying close, close attention, and there's a Mm -hmm. a confidence. Confidence starts to erode. Um, I think that that is... The, uh, the larger issue here. I didn't, I mean, when uh, watching them make mistakes, it didn't make me angry. I don't know how many people got angry about it, but I think people start to scratch their head and say, huh, what is yeah. going on here? Like, this it does, does not read look as professional. Not professional. Yeah, it reads oh, as yeah. not professional very much. Well, uh, and, I, and I feel like I do sort of, like, sort of get, and this is why I can't watch stuff like The Office, is because I get secondhand embarrassment from it. Oh, I love that. Oh, my my late mom could watch that stuff all the time, but I like, and that's the thing when I watch the live stream, like I just like shrunk in my seat, just like, oh, please stop, oh, hundred percent, I love no, no, you gotta gotta love the douche chills. More awkward the better. Oh no, that that was the thing. Like, like I just like I could feel everything inside me just sort of like shrivel up because part of me, part of me having been on stage and done theater, like. You can read the audience, and and you can sometimes tell when a performance is not connecting, and yeah. that is the worst feeling. And if and and the internet being as vitriolic as it is by nature, if there's somebody watching that Reddit stream or watching the Twitter oh. stream, and and, and they see those comments strolling through, it's just like they're gonna feel mm-hmm. that that embarrassment too to some degree. Yeah. Hey, Ace, it, Ace, 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 Ace. Yes, I want to see you. <laughs> I was in LA doing Twelve Angry Men back in college. <laughs> nice, so. all right. Ooh, nice. All right. So, um, and then uh, the last. Well, actually, there's a couple more things, but um, I think we've mentioned it already. Uh, they removed the full uh, presentation replay from uh, their YouTube channel, um, and I I think that this is unfair to the backers who weren't able to see it. Um, Uh, we've mentioned that there are several segments that are posted of the presentation you know the cool vandal stuff is definitely there check that out Um, but um, it appears that the the uh, RSI cup competition and some other interesting stuff is is lost Um, although apparently you can find the interview for uh, with Tony and um, and uh, Steve being Steve uh, if you dig deep enough uh, but anyway, it's uh, I haven't heard anything why they took it down. Um, you know, maybe because of, of the production quality. But I think a better tactic would have been for them to come out and own it and then just move on. You know? Yeah, I agree. I mean, so, I so agree. what you're saying is that um, this is going to be the Star Wars Christmas special of Star Citizen. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know if you know this. Uh, uh, I, 
I don't know if you know this, but somebody has already done a, a recut of the anniversary of the holiday stream with uh, scenes from Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Yep. <laughs> it is That's hilarious. fantastic. Because uh, oh, Spaceballs so yeah. funny. Quality. Quality. Well, Quality. I mean, but, you know, I'm uh, that makes me happy that people are able to, to take that frown and turn it upside down and make something good out of it. <laughs> you know, so um, and let's talk a little bit before we uh, move on to uh, 2.6. Uh, Mark Ace, uh, you guys are a, a denizen denizens of the Reddits. Um, how would you uh, characterize the uh, community response to uh, this event as compared to past events um, and or the ambient rage level on Reddit? <laughs> In a word rough yeah, i would say yeah. all over the place yeah okay. oh yeah I have a lot of a lot of a lot of the same criticisms that we had like calling C, uh, cig out on on some very sort of unprofessional showmanship mm-hmm. uh and a lot of a lot of a lot of disappointment bitter disappointment about not seeing anything squadron 42 related at all mm-hmm. uh i mean i guess it's worth pointing out that the vandal to some degree are squadron 42 related but nothing about nothing like on the level of of the bishop speech that right. we got last year, right? Uh, and a lot of um, sort of questioning, like, well, where do we go from here? Uh, and, and it's a lot of this hyperbole. It is Reddit, after all. Um, yeah. But a lot of you know, under all that hyperbole, there is a grain of truth. There is a, a grain of of, of real uh, sort of questioning, or, or I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd say doubt, but sort of uh, confusion about how did we get here and and where does CIG go from here. Well, we talked about it on a previous show. I mean, this segment of the community just doesn't need any more fuel. You know, no. stop stop well, feeding but, that segment but, of the community. But not. A, but I mean, you had reasonable people generally having the same sort of like, man, that was that was a little bit more a uh, little bit more fly by wire than we're used to. Yeah, like, it was, well, well, that's fine. Yeah, that's a fair it, some criticism. Of it, some of it was what I would call vitriolic, by, by yeah. far. Oh, definitely. Then there was quite there was a large portion of the population uh, which I do generally appreciate in the Star Citizen community where it was. Largely, man, what happened? You know, just uh, yeah. you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not a bad guy. I'm not making fun of him, but what happened? And that's that seems to be the case. Following that, there's also mm-hmm. quite a few people that uh, said, "Hey, look, you know, Star Marine's looking great. Um, you know, oh wow, check out that Van Duel thing. That was awesome. You know, so there was there was that in there. However, it, it mainly got overridden um, by the you know, by the drama, the, the I don't know what you call it, the drama llamas." Drama to, by the drama to quote uh, to quote Bad Santa, they can't all be winners, kid. Nope, sure can't. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. and I and I do hope you know they say that you know the only way, uh, only way uh, you know from the bottom is up. But and I and I I if this is the Christmas special of uh, the Star Wars Christmas <laughs> special of CIG, as far as as far as Christmas specials go, this could have been a lot worse. Uh, <laughs> but I am glad. You know, I'm glad it's we're over it and we're you know moving on towards the future. And but I do really hope CIG takes some lessons from how this went and what they can do because I do feel like some of their stuff is a little cringy. I don't know if that's that's their mode. I I don't think it's their modus operandi that that's what they want to have their videos look like. Well, uh, that's but, subjective. What's cringe worthy is is subjective. You know, and I mean, I mean, it's and some of us enjoy you know something that is like you know. Awkwardness, you know, gentle awkwardness. Ask, ask a teenager, uh, ask a teenager's parent that, and the, there's really no rules. It's, 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 <laughs> what can I do to make things awkward? Yeah. So yeah. you know. Well, so um, yeah, I, I think it would be nice to hear something from them. You know, I hear some sort of a um, a, a statement, um, and I'm sure we'll we'll hear something eventually. Um, and if nothing else, we have the schedule report, and so I'm you know I'm going to be I have a little bit more interest in that now than. 
than previously. So we'll be talking about that on a regular basis, um, and uh, we'll just kind of pick it up and uh, and move on. So and let's move on to the release of Alpha two point six. Hey, let's get happy. Um, we're gonna if run. We're gonna it. run long if we're starting to talk about two point six right now. Well, we got We got We got to get to INN too. So. Um, uh, yeah, maybe we uh, maybe we go a little long on this episode, and then on our um, our Star Wars review, we see if we can cut it down to forty five minutes or so. That's a How's tough. That? That's a tall order. Oh, we Star can. Wars can. I'll bow out yeah. halfway through. You guys can go till twelve your time. Um, <laughs> for for two point six, I want to be brief. Um, I haven't even started Star Marine yet. Um, I'm on vacation right now, and, and I think uh, Mad Cow and I are going to spend a little time this coming week really digging into uh, Star Marine. So I spent most of my time with ships, um, with the uh, Herald, uh, with the Caterpillar. I raced the Herald. Um, mm-hmm. I swapped out weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a lot of that stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm adjusting. Ace, uh, you can probably agree or disagree, but or you probably agree, but um, it's a bit of an adjustment, the speed change. Um, oh, really? Yeah. yeah I'm very I, curious. I got my my tail handed to me quite a bit. Um, I played a little bit the night before, but last night I played for quite a while. Is it um, more or less aerobatic? Um, it, it's maybe less. It's just weird because you know you get so comfortable with the speed, and it's so much more twitch based, I guess, when it was faster. Mm-hmm. And so now everything's kind of slowed down a bit, and. You, I, you know, I have to keep playing it. By the end of last night, I kind of got my bearings again. I was kind of getting back into the the, the stride of piloting, but it is different. Um, it's just slower. And if you're hmm. used to, if if you weren't, uh, here's the thing: if you weren't a good pilot before, this will probably be a nice improvement for you. If you were a, a good pilot before, this will be an adjustment. <laughs> I will uh, next time we uh you know have a show oh yeah i'll give you guys uh my my pilot's uh perception on it that's a segment sound name right there pilot's perception squadron (laughs) manager report squadron the tps (laughs) reports man yeah that's right in triplicate um yeah i um i i went out and played um one uh, round or one i guess one game of, of star marine with uh uh, with uh, Mark and I, and who else were we with? There were a couple of other uh, guys. Out Diavolo there. Mm-hmm. and and was Mac Mac with us? Mac Virus? Was he uh, no, it wasn't. Mac. It was actually uh, Matt Adlita. I think Fable Junkyard was with us. I believe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, a couple guys and we had fun. Uh, Mark killed me several times, and then I killed him once. Did. Yes. Nice. Congratulations. <laughs> Ooh, I felt good. I felt good. Um, but then I um, I retreated to my hangar because I had to put that caterpillar down and climb around inside of it. And oh my god, that was so amazing. That was one of those magical moments, you know, where the thing came down and, and or the the door came down and I got inside and just you know just was going over every square inch, looking at the detail, just going, oh my goodness, this is cool. Did so, you go prone and crawl around the hangar bay like it's so I, pretty? I did. I took my arm, <laughs> took my armor off first. <laughs> um, so I think um, I think it's um, you know, and the the, the Herald I, I I flew the Herald around quite a bit. Um, uh, I it took me a while to figure out what was the most different about uh, the um, uh, the flight model for me was that I had forgotten to uh, invert my. Um, my pitch access. So um, it was, I thought, there's something really, really wrong with this thing. I don't, man, this this isn't right. And uh, 
Uh, but then once I figured that out, I, I was much happier. And uh, I, I like I like the Herald. The Herald is is fun to fly. Yeah, um, I had a lot of fun racing it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, and Mark, did you get a chance to get into any uh, any ships or? Um, I did actually. Have, well, yeah. Uh, last uh, man, last night, night before last, I can't remember. It's all fuzzy to me. Uh, regardless, mm-hmm. oh no, it's night before last actually. Uh, the uh, the Adlito brothers and mm-hmm. I went. Uh, that's uh, Fable Junkyard and Hardpoint. We actually did some Arena Commander, of which I am terrible. Understand, gentlemen? Mm-hmm. When I say I am terrible, I mean. Is horrific. <coughs> However, mm-hmm. uh, and this was previous, previous uh, AC version, not two point six, two point you know, five below. Two point six. Uh, we actually tried first with uh, Hornet Wildfires. Is that the new one? Wild mm-hmm. something? Wildcats? Mm-hmm. Wildfire? Yeah, wildfire. Yeah. So first, all first, we all three tried those. Uh, we were marginally successful. However, the, that TTK is rough. I mean, there is it's a lot harder time to kill for those things. It's a, a lot, lot longer? higher, a lot higher. Oh, interesting. interesting. And believe it or not, um, I don't know if it's intentional or what the deal is, but um, everyone knows how terrible cutlass cutlasses had been previously. I mean, they're like glass mm-hmm. cannons. But they're invincible. Now. Glass they cannons are, that also fly like whales. They are so beefy now. They yeah. They take a hit. <laughs> I'm really hoping they keep that same feel for the uh, uh, for the new one because they it's, are they are little tanks. Uh, it might be a little out of balance. It may be. Because, yeah, yeah, for Crusader last night, it was like pulling teeth yeah, trying to take them it out. It is so rough. It is rough. Do they However... Also, do they still uh, uh, kill other players via lag? No, no, they don't. No, I really didn't notice any of that, but I've never really had any problem with that, so I can't really speak to it. However, regardless, um, I did pretty well. I didn't do too bad. Cool. And then we switched over and did uh, some freelancers. We were all on freelancers, and we owned faces. Almost got to wave 18 on Pirate Swarm. Not quite. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, but having said that, um, the flight model is... I like it more. It's a lot closer. You can actually see the ships instead of just zooming past you real quick and turning around. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, less following the pip? There is. It's a lot less following the pip. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. And it makes the combat feel like you could actually imagine swarms of ships kind of flying around each other. Very much more like a Star Wars type of feel whenever you see saw ship battles as opposed to, like I said, the high-speed jousting. So I really like, you know, it, it, I like the feel of it more. It felt like an epic battle. You had to see pieces flying off. You would kind of zoom around. You'd go through something. You'd see your buddy shooting apart another ship and it'd blow up right in front of you as you guys are both doing. You know, it was very much, it brought things closer, which I think is is, is a vast improvement. I don't I don't think the changes are bad. Um, I, you know, I normally, uh, previously, I would always reduce speed uh, when I was in combat. So, yeah, same here. You know, so I, it's not, I don't think the changes are bad at all. I think they're good changes. And I agree with every point that you made, Mark. Um it, but it, it will be for those of you that have gotten very used to the previous flight model. Um, yeah, it'll be. A, it's a bit of an adjustment. Like I said, it took me quite a while last night to just kind of start to get back to like, oh, okay, yeah, all right, I got it. Yeah. Well, cool. And has anybody seen any of the uh, the drops when you um, when you uh, kill a ship in in? Uh... No. no, apparently what, it what is. Happened? It is not in the PTU. I was actually haunting the Spectrum thing, which, by the way, Spectrum, fantastic. Uh, if, mm. Yeah, if you guys haven't used it, they made a lot like Discord. They have some channels you can go into and things like that, as well as a normal really? forum. Yeah, so for the PTU access, I highly suggest you check that out if you do. Um, I'm assuming when they put it to PU, which will probably be, I mean, judging by how many faster dropping things, I would not be surprised if it's uh, sometime early 
next week, maybe late this week. Dropping patches like it's hot. Yep. So uh, <laughs> by all means, I know people are but not the, looking at it. Go get the into drops there. are not. The drops are only supposed to be in arena command. They are. They are. What they are right now is they're only in the PvP battles. You will not see it in the other ones, which is something they know is broken. Oh. Yeah, as well. I was oh. getting to that. I actually saw that. Okay, I'm people sorry. asking questions in, on the uh, in the spectrum about that. That was the answer. They just they they know it was disabled. Um, I can't remember if they said it was intentional or not, but that was something they knew about. It was not supposed to be that way. Got it. Got it. Okay. Thank you. All right. So, um, uh, Wolf, uh, how was your how has your 2.6 uh, experience been? Uh, you know, I, I like the the new flight model a lot, but I am another one of these. You know, I'm an older gamer, and uh, the fast twitch muscles for me they're not really there anymore. <laughs> but I don't think, I mean, I don't think that it's it's um, in the long run. I'm not sure that it's less skill based at this point. I just think it's different skills. Um, you know, kind of the difference between uh, you know, like like speedball, paintball, or um, you know, where you start further apart and you have to actually think about maneuvering into position to make the kill and, and think more dimensionally about what's your next move in order to break out of whatever cycle you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think, you know, the, after the folks that are really, really, really good at the current model start to adjust to this, that it may hopefully for them um, feel less of a disappointment. I definitely, you know, I've I've talked to some people in the community that have said, "F this, this is you know, this is all about making it more accessible to the Care Bears and screw that," which is, <laughs> you know, yeah. fair, fair, right, wrong, or indifferent. It's a sentiment that's out there. Well, well uh, go back, go back to Eve then. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like uh, Star Marine. I think was surprisingly smooth and bug free. I'm having a little bit of an issue with, um, I think frame rate, uh, and that is because probably because I'm you know I'm stretching it across three monitors and it may not be so polished yet. Yeah. I'm sure that'll get squared away. Cool. Um, so yeah, uh, overall I'm really positive and happy about 2.6. Like others have said, I think the level of detail that's gone into the ships that were released, um, you know, the Herald and, and the Caterpillar, uh, just absolutely astonishing. Yeah. Can't believe, like, it blew my mind to walk awesome. into the engine room on the Caterpillar and see yeah. how much detail exists in there. So, and also, I don't think anybody else has talked about this, but <laughs> the the um, the pamphlets, if you will, or the brochures that came yes, out were, yes, they're so good, and I was so fascinated by this this idea that you can detach the command module from the caterpillar and attach it to another uh, caterpillar. That's really, really interesting. Yeah, I, I, I really and I really like that. It's the very first uh, thing it says when it talks about uh, the original intention for the ship is rescue. <laughs> yeah, I did not. I didn't see that. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So it was originally designed uh, to not only, but uh, one of its uh, intended functions was rescue. Yeah. Do you know? Interesting. Do you know that uh, the Gleep is our is our own uh, TGWS original combat medic? That's his. That's his thing. True story. Yeah. Yep. Doctor Gleep. Yeah. I did not yeah, know he's, that. That's yeah. He's an Arma combat medic. Don't ask him to shoot stuff. I, but man, no. if you need help, he's there. When oh, you ask me to shoot great. stuff, it's usually uh, usually ends up being you. True, true story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't aim good. That could be uh, a really fun. Ro- not to get off the subject, but that mm-hmm. could be such a fun role in Arma because if you're in a big group of really organized guys that are doing a huge mission, the medic is. It's so critical to keep everything moving down the road. You are but always also, busy. 
You're mm-hmm. busy, yeah, but you do also get to hang back a little bit with the officers and kind of get the big picture view of what's going on. So I'm kind of like the Radar O'Reilly, <laughs> you know, sort of hang, <laughs> hanging in the back with a clipboard. Was that a match <laughs> reference? It was. Oh, I'm, I'm impressed, Gleep. Thank you. <laughs> um, all right, well, guys, let's leave it there for now, um, and by the time we come back next year, uh, stuff will um, undoubtedly have happened or not, and uh, we'll catch up on, on everything uh, then. Uh, so uh, those of you that are upset, you know, please just try to breathe deep, relax. Uh, it's just a video game. And uh, more important than any one video game, of course, is community. Yes. And Wolf, uh, why don't you talk about INN? Yeah. So so where do I start? Um, so INN is about to celebrate its second birthday, which is pretty incredible. The Terrible uh, Twos. Terrible Twos. Start that yeah. season, man. Mm. <laughs> and no, did it? Um, <laughs> sorry. Okay. No, it's I'm I'm at the uh, laughing phase by now for sure. So you know, INN started two years ago, and it was it was really really modest, humble beginnings. I was, uh, you know, active on the subreddit and and uh, finding my way as a new backer. I've mm-hmm. known about this game since the Kickstarter days, but it took me until 2014 to back. Um, mostly just because I'm just really busy and I have a lot going on and I was sort of monitoring it and then decided one day to jump in. Um, and I noticed that for whatever reason, and this is, this is still true to this very day. And I, I think it has something to do with, you know, the sort of childish sense of wonder about space and that, that, you know, there's a certain type of mind that's attracted to that, but there are a lot of incredibly talented, creative people in this community. Mm -hmm. And, I wanted to create um, a sort of uh, place that was not. I, I want to use these words carefully. Not better than Reddit because I'm I'm very active in Reddit and I like Reddit a lot, mm-hmm. but just different. That it had more tools for getting at older information um, and cross referencing stuff. Like you know, for instance, uh, if you've a whole string of articles written about around the verse then you you know it would be nice to be able to click on around the verse and see all of them in one place you know mm-hmm. I mean with Reddit things have a tendency to get buried and it's all about it's it's top it's topical it's whatever is new and now that's what's you see in Reddit and then it eventually disappears into a rabbit hole mm-hmm. so I went to the at the time the most prolific writer on Reddit which is Nakara and I mm-hmm. said hey uh, you know I'm really impressed with everything you write about this game I love this game why don't we team up and create a website? We'll create a fan site. Mm-hmm. And he was in. And so that's what we did. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and, um, you know, very quickly we found a few more people to get involved. And uh, little by slow, we, you know, I designed the site. I bought the domain name. I got all the, the software set up, the content management system set up, and sort of took on the role as the chief cook and bottle washer kind of sharing all of my experience because I've been building websites for over 15 years now um, about SEO and, you know, how to write for the web properly and and managing the technology and doing all that stuff. And those guys were writing and they were writing a ton. Yeah. And then a really, yeah, (laughs) a really surprising thing happened. And and I I don't know if any of us expected this, but we got really popular. Um, And I don't, you know, I don't like, it's, I'm not comfortable sort of like bragging, but 
I mean, the numbers, I'm not going to get into details, but the number of people that were visiting our site on a daily basis was staggering. Um, and so much so that it far, like, outpaced what I had thought, you know, was going to be possible. And the technology was, uh, you know, like, for instance, to save money, when I first set up the site, I created it on a development server that I've been managing for 10 years that I use to spool up things and play around with them and then kind of, you know, ditch them. Um, and all of a sudden I had this site and, you know, and I, I had like 10 things like that, like my personal blog that gets five people a day looking at it, you know. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden I have this real media location <laughs> that's got, you know, tens of thousands of people a day looking at it. It's just wow. absurd. Yeah. And so uh, the technology became an issue, and I was spending a lot more money than I expected and kept having to upgrade things and bring in more services. And the team, in the meantime, they wanted to not just write about Star Citizen, but Twitch about it and YouTube about it and Mm -hmm. podcast about it. And some of the stuff like the podcast I thought was a really natural extension, and I was really excited to do that. Um, But then at some point, the you know, the podcast kind of turned into Twitch and it was just being released as an audio recording of Twitch. And I didn't really, didn't really dig on that. So fast forwarding, cause I know we were kind of running out of time for the first part of the show. Um, they, the team continued to grow, the content continued to grow. And, and, um, I got really busy with my career and also I got, I, I, I don't want to get into too many details, kind of personal stuff, but I, I was diagnosed with a, with a, chronic disease and it's been uh it's not something that's gonna like kill me young or um uh you know i'm not incredibly disabled right now but it is something that needs to be dealt with and when it does hit me it is um it is disabling it's it's a it's a it's a disease that sort of like attacks your body for a short amount of time and Mm. then it lets go and it like and you recover from it um i believe that's called ex-girlfriend yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's right. <laughs> There's, we need a medication for that. Um, and uh, so my life just got complicated, and I had to like step back a little bit. Um, and you know, and I wasn't the only one. We had one, you know, one of our guys. I don't want to get too much detail, but he had a real, you know, big sort of domestic kind of issue, and another guy had a, a, a serious injury. And like, we were always just always like, you know, hey, this is something we do in addition to our responsibilities. You know, I've got a yeah. wife, I've got a career. Um, and there was, it didn't seem like there was ever any hard feelings about that. But I guess what I didn't know there were hard feelings about, about my absence, um, that were that built. And and then another thing happened, which was, you know, it was, it was incredibly frustrating. And I, to this day, I've always said this every step of the way through this entire transition that I don't blame the guys for being mad. The server kept crashing, and uh, <coughs> I was the only one that had the ability to, to reboot the server, um, because. I'd never, because it was like this development server, I'd never set it up to have multiple people involved. I didn't have the security policies in place. I didn't have a multi-developer environment set up. It was just me taking care of things. My career, um, you know, about, at this point, this year, about 40% of the time I'm on the road. Mm. Previous year, it was Ouch. like 75% of the time. Wow. So, uh, and, 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 you know, and I might be in like, in Mexico with a really bad internet connection and it'd be very difficult to get a hold of. Um, so it's frustrating. No question yeah. about it. Well, uh, before we move on to the future, I mean, I don't know if you're ready to move on to the future, 
Um, yeah, yeah, no, go ahead. Oh, okay, uh, I just I want to thank you and and uh, the, the guys uh, um, uh, that uh, that you uh, uh, built this with. Um, just an in- invaluable um, um, asset to the community. I mean, it would have been so much more difficult to do uh, what we do here. You know, the little the little tiny little thing we do here um, without <laughs> having um, uh, the ability to reference uh, all the hard work uh, uh, that uh, that you guys did so you know you know thank you thank you so much I mean it's just it was um, you know and I always I always look forward to uh, the podcast um, and uh, um, uh, I don't know if we want to mention it but the the, the guys uh, have have a new site uh, it's uh, I think it's the relay I think it's, oh yeah uh, the relay.sc and uh, they're doing uh, some of the same stuff over there, the transcripts and whatnot. So definitely go check them out. They're just they they do a great job of, of transcribing. I mean, it's just I don't know how how you can type that fast. <laughs> um, and and it's clear and it's clear and 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 it's um, uh, it's really accurate too that I found. So you know when I'm yeah. So, um, uh, but anyway, I just want to thank you. Know before you want you talk, we talk about what's uh, what's next for INN. Just want to uh, thank you. Um, uh, for INN's past, because it's really made uh, this community uh, a better place. Yeah, I appreciate that, and and I agree. The the you know one of the things I said, and I think they they thought I was being uh, smarmy about it, is that I, that INN wouldn't do transcripts anymore because those guys do such a good job of it, and I really don't want to um, compete head on with them in that way, right? So that's why INN is is pivoting, and the, we're thinking about the future and how we can fulfill. An equally valuable, but maybe a little bit of a different role in the community. Cool. Um, so yeah, so on to that. So I mean, I think the mission before was all about, and I, I love that they came up with that name, Relay, right? Because it was all about relaying the information that mm-hmm. that that CIG was co- was communicating out to the community in ways that made it more consumable. So you know, for people that were at work, for instance. <coughs> Our guys were transcribing and then making it possible if you couldn't watch a video for you to, to read what was going on really fast. Or we were doing summaries, you know, for people that didn't want to go through the trouble of reading through the entire transcription. And, and you know, we're still doing summaries on INN of ATV and Reverse the Verse and um, and Lore uh, Lore Maker's Guide as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that stuff, um, just repeating sort of what's coming out of CIG, it, it, uh, some people underestimate the amount of effort that goes into it. I know you don't, um, oh, and, it, and it really does help people in different ways. And or you know, there's a, there's actually another interesting detail, and that's that um, CIG doesn't transcribe their videos, so people that are hearing impaired um, were actually contacting us all the time and thanking us for doing that. The other <coughs> interesting thing is that um, folks in other countries and INN is is actually consumed by people in like I can't remember the exact number, but it's pretty much 80, 85, 90 percent of the countries in the world. Wow, and there are people. Yeah, um, they are taking our transcriptions and translating them for their communities, which is really was really great. And I know that they're you know going to continue to do that with Relay. Yeah. Um, but so you know, so what's the future for INN? Well, our mission has changed. We're not just um, repeating the information or you know, um, make repackaging the information from CIG, you know, now we're, um, trying to become more of a voice for the community. So, um, you know, what I mean by that is it was always mission driven, right? I always, my ideal or aspiration was always to give the community a tool to make it easier to consume this content. 
Mm-hmm. Now, um, the mission is, you know, um, you know, I've, I've adjusted it slightly to attract, um, welcome, inform, and connect people who are presently in um, or are coming into the Star Citizen community. Because I think we're at that stage now um, where the mission has to change a little bit because, and I know we're going to talk about this more later, but, you know, we're getting to the point where all the enthusiasts are here and they've been here for a while. Mm-hmm. And I even think we've gotten the second wave of people that are really excited about this genre in general, but maybe are not, you know, people that played, you know, freelancer or, um, you know, previous titles. Um, and so we have, as a community, we have this inflection point that we have to think about, which is what kind of environment do we want this to be um, as new people sort of get pulled into the fold? And so, you know, INN's thinking really carefully about that, and we're, we're working with other people. Mad Cow, for instance, and, and I've had a lot of conversations, and he's gotten involved with one of the new programs we've come up with. Um, <coughs> Very cool. Specifically, fill that fulfill that mission. Here guys, I contribute. Um, Me, this guy, I do it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, Mark. It's super helpful. So there's three things I think you know on the INN site today that I would call your attention to or the audience's attention to that really speak to what we're trying to do. Instead of me just talking about it, you can go and look at it. One of them is um, what I'm calling the organization spotlights, and I actually have there's organization spotlights and community spotlights. The community thing I wanted to do from the very beginning, which was, hey, I don't want to be the best at everything. I don't want to create, you know, machinimas or um, do video. We, I would, I think we should go find the people that are doing a great job at that and mm-hmm. and highlight them and summarize them and share that information with the community. So we're doing that, but also, I feel like it's really time to get to know the organizations and particularly ones that are, you know, small. Although I, I, I love to and I really want to talk to the bigger organizations. I'm fascinated by the fact that, you know, um, and one of them I did recently was this group called Republic of Laurel. Um, only f- about 15 people right now, but the richest uh, background and lore I've ever seen. I mean, they wow. have, and it, and, and it all maps to the real history, the real lore of Star Citizen. Wow, um, that's very cool. So, yeah, and they've just put a lot of time and energy into it, and you can, and and also the way that they're um, communicating with their their group, and um, they have plans, and they're practicing together. Like they're really doing it, and and to me that's fascinating. And I think it's, you know, I want to go out and find those guys and and talk about them and share them with the community. Um, the other two things are um, are uh, the trail the Trailblazers program. Uh-huh. The idea there is to uh, to match veterans who want to share their knowledge and experience and their love of Star Citizen with folks that are coming in. So I'm going out and, you know, if you will, trolling the forums where new people come and ask questions and saying, hey, if you're interested, I've got this stable of uh, veterans that are really interested in talking and sharing their experience and, you know, and making a match there and connecting them with one another. That, so that's something. That's very cool. That's very cool. I mean, because I, I interrupt you for a second, but that's, that's kind of... Um, our I uh, loosely, our idea for our group. I mean, it's not as detailed as that, but it's the idea of we've all played games um, where we get excited and we wish we had somebody to play with, you know. Um, right. And uh, you know, you know, you know, just logging into the game and in text chat trying to find a friend. Um, you know that sometimes it worked, most of the time it didn't. And you know, I would you know. 
personally, I would get frustrated, and uh, you know that diminished the, my enjoyment of the game, and I would end up moving on. Uh, but you know, and when we first started this, um, uh, part of our idea was we didn't want that to happen um, with Star Citizen. We wanted to develop right. a community so that um, when we have time to play the game, when we are available, there will be. Uh, chances are there'll be somebody else out there that has time to play, so that uh, we can make. Because uh, uh, most of us, or many of us in the in the group, have you know have uh, <coughs> uh, careers or and you know families, kids. You know, uh, you know. It's just it seems like every time we we have a new or a new batch of applicants, you know, keep hearing the same thing over and over again. You know, I you know I've got a full time job. I've got a two year old daughter. I can right. only play you know after she goes to bed for uh, an hour, you know, a mo- at, at most, uh, you know, and so, you know, that's, you know, we think that that's really cool, or we wanted to do, put together something where people uh, like that can come and just jump into chat and say, hey, what's everybody up to, and have an hour of quality game time, uh, or quality of camaraderie in, in, in yeah. this universe, um, and then, you know, next time you can come out and play, you do that. Yeah, and, and you know, to give you guys a plug, I mean, and and I think thank you, you know, mm-hmm. thank you guys for this community. I mean, the the moment when I and N melted down a few weeks back, um, it was it was a it was a tough thing for me. I mean, I it, you know I don't want to get into too much details, but it was it was difficult for me. And I had met you guys at um, at CitizenCon, mm-hmm. communicated you know a lot with you guys on Twitter. For me, it was a no brainer. <clears throat> Jimmy called me up and said, "Hey, you want to go get something to eat?" And I was like, "Yeah, absolutely." I'm lucky enough to live close to him, so um, mm-hmm. that was really uh, that was really easy for me. Um, but then getting into you know those guys with ships and you know the fact that I can go online anytime I want, I can look at the Versecast website and see, oh look at there's like three of my buddies that are playing Star Citizen right now, mm-hmm. and just drop in and start playing. It just it's 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 great, and I think you've really done a great job of setting it up that way. I, I, all all of that is uh, is John. Um, I we just I just write up some words and we talk about it. You know, <laughs> but, uh, John John is the one that put all of that together. So um, you know, kudos to him. And, yeah, and absolutely. For me, it seemed like you needed a hug. Yeah. I did. And there is nobody better to get a hug from than Jim. Yeah. <laughs> this is a true story. Bushy beard. That's what does it. Perfectly quaffed hair. Quaffed. <laughs> Jimmy and just one more plug actually. Jimmy and I are planning a road trip. We're going to go down to Bar Citizen on January 14th. Oh, cool. Carlsbad. So, mm-hmm. anybody in the LA area if you're listening, I have two seats available. If you can deal with the Jimmy Jimmy Wolf show, you know, for, you know, for like a 45-minute drive, which I happen to think is very entertaining. I agree. Yeah. yeah. We're It'll delightful. Be a good time. Funny that That's the right. host of the Jimmy and Wolf show happen to think it's very funny. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, and we do really small audiences. You know, we get very up close and personal. Some might like say one intimate. or two, maybe. <laughs> uh, um, so, no, if, we, you guys we, are, if you guys arrive with, you know, a broken tooth, a black eye, a baby, and a <laughs> cheetah, you know where from? <laughs> That's a story. We are becoming the two best friends that ever could be. It's true. Oh, I, you know, we we went to the L.A. Bar Citizen and had a great time. Yeah, I think. Bar Citizen is a fantastic thing. I've I, I accepted the position as organizer of Bar Citizen LA, so I'm going to be working on trying to get an event going every month. Oh, nice, nice. Um, so one more. So there's one more program, and I, I definitely want to talk about this because it's the one that Mad Cow's helping out with, and, and there we definitely need more people. Oh, to I was volunteered for the other one as well. Don't forget that. <laughs> that's yeah. right. You. That's right. <laughs> yes. Um. So the other program is called Sponsor a Spaceman. Mm-hmm. 
the idea here, and you know, we're still working out the details, but there's, um, you know, the first the first two details that Mad Cow and I came up with was first, this should belong to the community. This isn't an INN thing, and we're going to be stewards for now while we try to build this up. Um, but it, at some point, you know, this this could and should possibly move on to some other, you know, like there should become a board of people who are involved with this, and it and it belongs to the community. Um, so the idea behind Sponsor Spaceman is that, you know, getting involved with Star Citizen, it's a big investment, right? You need top-of-the-line equipment, um, you know, and, and getting it. The game is priced like a AAA game for the most part. You know, if you if you look at a starter package with a ship and uh, Arena Commander Pass and then start a Squadron 42 Pass, you're talking, what, $65, I think, at that point? Yep. Um, so so the idea behind Sponsor Spaceman is that instead, I give away ships, and I've, I'm giving away one every week in December. We've given away a lot of ships on INN, and I know a lot of people do that. But it's always just like a drawing, right? Or, you know, there's some set of steps that are involved, but it doesn't really have any consideration for need at all. And so the hope and the, and the goal here is to find a means and a mechanism to, you know, whatever number of donors we get, um, to take all that money that's specific to sponsor a spaceman and give away starter packages to people that want to get involved and maybe just need a little bit of help. You know, we know that you have to have a good computer and that this isn't, you know, and we're not looking, this isn't like we're looking for, uh, um, you know, the, the dude that's playing video games on a laptop computer at the, uh, at the, you know, at the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. on Venice Beach, right? Like that's not, <laughs> And that, there's a guy that's there every week by the way, the the uh <laughs> the Starbucks. What is he playing? <laughs> Probably Minecraft. Uh yeah, I try not to get too close. Yeah. Um but, you know, there are certainly there are people, we've seen them in Reddit, we've seen them in the Star Citizen forums that are really excited and interested uh and maybe they already have a computer, maybe their parents help them out with a computer, but they don't have the budget to jump into this game, but they're really curious and excited and enthusiastic. So we're looking for that kind of person, um, you know, and we're and we're looking to help out and make a difference and not, I mean, like some of us, myself included, have spent a lot of money on ships for myself that I'm, I don't need, right? Yeah. Um, and I give away a lot of ships that I'm just giving away as a drawing, and I thought it would be nice to try to find another way um, to draw more people into the community and just and just give back a little bit. And so... You know the way it's going to work is I, INN is has put up money and we're you know we're gonna we haven't figured out what the final amount per year is going to be but we're going to give away at least one or two ships this way. Um, we have we've also received our first outside benefactor. Um, oh and nice! There's uh, up on Patreon. There's a whole list of like specific um, sponsor of spaceman packages that you can get into, and if you do one of those. Um, then there are specific rewards that come with it, like your name on the homepage of INN as a silver backer or a gold backer. Um, I'm sorry, a benefactor. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and that money will just be used to to give away ships in this way. As far as figuring out how you know who needs versus who doesn't need, um, the first idea that we're toying around with is like a, you know write a quick essay that will you know possibly anonymize and post on INN or post on the forums or something. Um, but you know, there's ways to do this. There, you know, we, it's certainly not an original idea to um, philanth- you know philanthropy in general, and there's right. ways to figure right. out who 
who deserves and who needs to uh, to get a little bit of a, a leg up. So, cool. so that's what's up with that. That's excellent. Well, I, I think um, uh, that uh, our organizations uh, uh, share kind of in common uh, the idea that to have friends in Star Citizen, the best way to have friends is to be a friend. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And to create the, you know, create the community that you want to have, right? Yeah. Um so, you know, there and and like I said earlier, you know, one of the things I'm doing is going out and finding trying to learn as much as I can about organizations as possible. And not all of them are going to feel this way. Um I, I can't even tell you some of the reactions I got when I posted this idea on Reddit because it wouldn't be uh <laughs> the language that, <laughs> the language that was involved was was really not nasty for a podcast. Yeah, yeah. It seems to be one of those things. Like, like half. There's two types of people in the world: the type that thinks sponsor a spaceman is a good idea, and the type that beep. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the the good news is is that I believe the Star Citizen universe is going to be big enough for all of us. Big enough for all of us. You know? I agree. Yeah. I so agree. that's um that's you know that's that. All right. Well, uh, Wolf, thank you very much for uh, for sharing that with you. And again, thank you for everything that you've done for this community already. And um, what you know, what you plan to do in the future is, is really cool, and uh, we are lucky uh, to have uh, uh, people like you uh, involved with uh, with this uh, this community. So, thank thanks. you, thank you. So, yeah, go check it out, ImperialNews.network. If you're interested in getting involved, there's a lot of ways to uh, to get involved with helping the community. From you know, whether it's writing about anything you want, or you know, helping us pay for sponsor spaceman packages, or um, you know, being a veteran uh, trailblazer. Check it out, imperialnews.network. Awesome, awesome. And, of course, links are in the show notes. All right, guys, well, how about we cut it here, um, and then when we come back next time, we'll uh, discuss Rogue One and what we think about it. How's that? Wait, you mean you mean 20 minutes before the two-hour mark, which was the equivalent of two shows anyway? Yep, because we want to make your life more <laughs> difficult. You're, you're on work. You have nothing else to do, right? That's true. I am on vacation yeah. and uh, barely in pants. Exactly. Well, and then we're all Barely set. in pants? Like half on, half off? Oh. Yeah, just one leg. Commit, commit, please. I know I'm on vacation. I don't have to commit. I put one <laughs> leg on, and I was like, you know what? I'm good. We're stopping here. <laughs> that leg was chilly. It's fine. So, Wolf, on this road trip, is are you going to allow one leg in, in pants? It's going to be the one leg in pants road no, trip. There's no no pants yeah. involved. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's not even a discussion. You don't have to worry about it on the road trip. <laughs> to be fair, they're in California. The the, uh, the caveat there is Southern they just, California. They're, they're just Southern wearing shorts. California. It's quite liberal. Quite liberal. All right. Well, um, guys, please go to engine.com. They are the quick, easy, and free solution for hosting your community website. That's enjin.com. Be sure to check out Star Citizen the Base Radio at radio.starcitizenbase.com, where you can find a broadcast of one of our shows every Saturday afternoon. Check out the new INN. You can find it at imperialnews.network. You can reach the podcast. You can call, or you, you can't call us. You can email us. Coms <laughs> at versecast.org. On Twitter, we are at versecast. Our RSI, Star Citizen Organization, can be found at robertsspaceindustries.com slash org slash versecast. On Steam, we are those guys with ships. And please do be sure to check out our gaming community website. It is versecast.org. And we have new members and all the normal stuff, so uh, we'll be getting to that when we come back in January. Uh, but uh, we will be back um, uh, from your perspective folks out in podcast land uh in a week with our rogue one review uh just because it was so darn cool so 
Until next time, then, we are Those Guys with Ships, and this has been our community podcast. See you guys. Bye. Adios. Now, is vertical slice 10% alcohol or or 20% alcohol? It depends on your pour, really. It's going to, how good looking is the bartender? (laughs) Tenderous? On a scale of of 1 to 10, I would say a 11.5. Then your pour is probably going to be pretty weak, sir. Now I want to see a list of citizen-based drinks, and one of them should be called the vertical slice. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) That's an excellent idea.